Hello and welcome to In Pursuit of Purpose, where we focus on passion, purpose, and power. I am your host, Ariston CM. Thank you so much for joining me at 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday for my series, Repurpose 21, Lifestyle Changes for Transformation. Hello, 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 everybody. It is me, Arison CM, author and entrepreneur. It's so funny that um, every Monday I have technical difficulties. And today my technical difficulty is that I thought I was live and I was not live. I was actually recording. And so it was pretty funny that I just couldn't figure it out. And uh, so I'm, I'm going through this whole this whole thing, I'm telling you guys, everything that's going on this morning and what trouble I'm having in here, you guys wasn't even here listening to me. So um, one of the things that I was saying that's important is that we stay connected to the source. While I was rambling and talking, I had forgot to plug in some of my devices. And so I was letting you guys know that I had to um, plug my device in because if it dies then everything stops and I use that analogy of us being plugged into our source what is our power our power is God and so when we are not plugged into our source then guess what we do we die and so I was using that analogy but you guys didn't hear me because I was clearly recording and not streaming so now that we got that out of the way I hope that everybody has had a wonderful weekend. I hope that you guys are blessed in the Lord and highly favored and experiencing some newness with God. If you guys have been watching me, then we are talking about transformation. Why transformation? Transformation, guys, is so important. One of the things that I um, that you have to understand about transformation is you have to participate in it. You have to be available. You have to be willing to make those changes in your life or you're never going to experience true transformation. So we always talk about, you know, we're going to change. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But how many of us really put into practice the things that we are going to do? This is crucial, guys, because we are not moving forward. We are not moving towards our goals and our aspirations, and we're not becoming spiritually sound because we are not participating in our um, in the process of transformation. And so I've been trying to spend as much time as I can just breaking it down to really show you what it looks like. It's not just, okay, Lord, I love you. Lord, I'm serving you. And that's it. No, it's so much more because we have things that we battle on the inside. And guess what? Those things that we battle on the inside keeps us from really changing, transforming into the people that God wants us to. And so again, guys, every time I talk, I always, you hear me talk about God, God, God. You don't hear me talk so much about the church and religious practices and things like that because I believe that they all have their place. But what I feel is important, what I feel that my message is that God has given me is to build that relationship with him. Allow him to build your foundation because while he's building your foundation, he's going to give you everything else that you need. So, you know, there are so many different denominations and I will not dare get into all of that. But as your foundation is being built, guess what God will do? God will direct you. He will lead you. He will give you the discernment where to be 
what religion, I mean, not religion, what, what denomination and all of those things. So I never, ever push that stuff because I don't think that it has, it doesn't do any good if you are not in the right relationship with God. And so many of us have a replica of what we think God is, but he's really not working in our life, which is why we're still not feeling good and we're still feeling funky every day and we still have the same mindsets and we're not growing and we don't have money and we just just broke, busted, and disgusted. And a lot of it goes back to our relationship with God. And we, a lot of times, are the cause of our lack of growth and development because of whatever. So last week, we talked about sin. We talked about disobedience. We talked about, um, I don't remember what else, some other sins. But we talked about sin and how before we can get all of this, we have to take care of the problem of sin. Why? Because that's something that God designers. He doesn't like sin. He has a problem with it. Now, does he know that it is in us? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean just take advantage of it and stay in it. And so God wants to show us differently. So let's look at um, sin today. So today's focus is caught off guard. How many of you guys have been caught off guard? I know I have certainly been caught off guard by some things that has taken place in my life. And it was just out of nowhere, this thing happened. And it wasn't very good. And so we all have been at those places when we were just caught off guard. Um, and so it's something that we definitely have to be aware of and we have to prepare for it. And the reason why is because some of us, when we fall, we fall really, really hard, especially with addictions, drugs, uh, alcohol, pornography, um, and the list goes on. But some of us, we really have to control some of those areas because they're when they hit us, they're going to hit us really hard. So we're going to be talking about temptation today. And I chose temptation because everybody deals with it. And I mean, it's not anything to be ashamed of because that's there, but it's not something to just allow to take advantage of you. And because you know that, oh, I'm made in the image of God, but I have all this sin in me too. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it is okay because I'm saying it is okay that Yes, those things are present, but what is what is not okay is that you continuously uh, allow yourself to indulge in those things. Now, notice I said continuously. You're going to be hit with it. You're going to make mistakes. But when you continuously do it time after time after time, then it becomes a what? A problem a habit. You've trained your brain to do what? Enjoy that pleasure. Guys, sin feels good. Oh my goodness. Yes, it does. It feels good. And because it feels good, guess what? Our mind craves it. Our body craves it. Almost like sweet stuff. If you guys um like sweets and pops and things like that, then it's the same thing. Your body craves those things because your mind is wired that once I eat this chocolate, it's going to make me feel so good. Once I drink this, it's going to make me feel so good. And that's what it's all about, feeling good. Because, you know, we walk around like, you know, I'm getting tired and not having what I want. I'm going to do me. That's what they all say. And in doing me, it puts us in a place to be tempted. It puts us in a place to be what? Caught off guard. First John 2 and 16 says, For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, 
the lust of his eyes and the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the father, but from the world. Now, you notice that we said it comes from the world. Now I have another statement. Whenever temptation comes our way, Satan will use it to what? Target our faith, character, and to wreck God's plans for our life. So we have these temptations. One thing you need to understand is that the enemy is not God. He can't be in all these things, all these places, all this stuff. He's not God. So the scripture says it comes from the world, meaning we have free reign. We have a choice. And a lot of people choose to indulge in that sinful nature. And if we're connected to people who do that, then we are doing that. And that is the world. Now, what Satan does is he uses that to his advantage. Oh, well, he's already doing this. So let me just push him just a little bit further. And that's what the enemy does. Okay. And so he uses those as opportunities to really dig in deep. And when we allow ourselves to be immersed in temptation, immersed in sin, the enemy has a gateway. And if he can get in, guess what he's going to do? He's going to stop everything because guess what? He knows uh, some of your desires. He knows what floats your boat. And so he's going to present you with those things. Okay. Second, now we, we have the natural desires, which we talked about. Uh, natural desires for love, acceptance, food, sex, more like our bodies and our minds are wired for those things if anybody has been married if anybody has had sex before your body is already wired for that that's what you want that's what you crave well we can't help that because biologically that is our makeup we are sexual beings we are we have sex to create kids we have sex to create intimacy and so that's a natural desire we can't do anything about it however we can control what happens as a result of it, okay? And so we're going to talk about um, this. I want to talk about the perfect sin. And these are the sins that are done in isolation. So these are the sins where you trick yourself into thinking it's not going to be something. So say you are uh, a single female. I'll use female since I'm a female because it's really hard when I try to switch it around and say men. So I'm not trying to try to leave you guys out men, but it's just in my mind. I'm a female. So it's kind of hard from a man's perspective. I need a guy sitting right here to tell to talk so we can we can talk. Um, so so female. So say, you know, you got a boyfriend, you know, you've already told him that, you know, you're not going to be doing X, Y, and Z because you're like committed to, I mean, to celibacy. You're trying to live your life right. And it's just not good. So, but what do you do? You invite him over. You cook him dinner, music, lights. That's the perfect sin. It's an ambush. You know why? Because you've already set the stage for sin in your mind. Okay. You're just cooking dinner. You're just inviting him over. You guys are just going to have a nice time. You're going to laugh. You're going to watch movies and things like that. No, that's the perfect setting for sin to flourish. Especially if you know that you have a problem with sex. You've invited this man over. You didn't cook. Y'all, if you drink wine, you drink wine, you watch movies, you're in an intimate setting. What do you think is going to happen? It might not happen the first couple of hours because you're going to be focused on eating and laughing. But as time ticks away, 11, 12, if that brother don't go home, you're going to have a problem. Why? 
because <laughs> sin love darkness and that's when stuff takes place you know how the song say the freaks come out at night <laughs> sin comes out at night so once it get past a certain time good morning Danella. how are you once it get past a certain time you know that nothing good is happening i always say after midnight you know that nothing good is gonna happen and so you've set up the perfect sin whether you did it intentionally or whether you didn't, you probably talked yourself uh, into believing that you can just have him over and you guys could just cook and you guys can laugh and then he can go home. But you've dressed up nice. You've made sure you smell good. Why? Because you want to impress. But what do you think that's doing to him? That's attracting him. You, he comes to your house. You looking all good. You smelling all good. Your lips all shiny. He's not thinking about no food, no movies or anything else. And neither are you. So you've set up the perfect place for the sin to flourish. Okay. Now the Bible says shun the very appearance of evil. If you know that you have a problem with sex, why in the world would you put yourself in that predicament? When if you are truly serious about living a life for God and you are practicing celibacy, why would you put yourself in that situation? Okay, so now I'll tell you a situation that happened to me some years ago. <clears throat> I was dating a guy and I liked the guy. And um, so I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm celibate or whatever. So I think I'll be good, you know. And so I let him come over, you know, and I said, you know, I'm good, you know. And so I was good. We actually laid in my bed. We watched movies and I'm sure he thought something was going to go on. And I even cooked for him. You know, but my mind was dead set on not doing anything. Well, <clears throat> after some time went by, our relationship began to grow a little bit. My feelings started to change a little bit. Somehow he had broken down a barrier within me. And so guess what I did, guys? Because I was smart, because I really want to do things the right way. I refused to invite him over my house again, ever. So when we went out, we was out in the car, we went to dinner, and we both went home. And, and he would always ask, you know, well, why, why we watch a movie? Or I'm like, no, I'm, you know, yeah, no, I got to I gotta do this and I got to do that. And I, I really can't. But guess what the trick was, guys? I kept my room junky. Because I knew deep in my heart that if I cleaned my bedroom up, that I would invite him over. I knew I wasn't going to invite him over in my bedroom being messy. And so I wouldn't clean my bedroom because I knew that if I cleaned my bedroom, I was going to invite him over and I was not strong enough to handle what was going to take place. And I was going to allow it to take place. So for me in that moment, I was able to stop that temptation, to stop that act from happening. Was I tempted? Absolutely. Did I think about it? Absolutely. But all I could think about is I made promise to the Lord and this is what I'm going to do and I have to do it and so I had to set up layers it wasn't me cleaning my room and just saying no it was don't touch the room because if you clean it you already know so for me I had to have legs of it don't clean the room don't invite them over don't you know and that's how it had to go so whatever you have to do you have to do now, is that extreme? I don't know. It depends on your life and what you're trying to do. Guys, at this point, 
in my life, I wanted to please God. I wanted everything that God had for me. And I did not want it interrupted by some foolishness, by some momentary pleasure, because that's all sin is. It's temporary. It doesn't last. It doesn't satisfy. And it pulls you closer, I mean, further and further away from the Lord and the purpose that he has for you. And I didn't want that in my life because like the children of Israel wandered and wandered and wandered. I had gotten tired and I didn't want to do that anymore. We have um, persistent temptations, the ones that keep knocking at your door and they won't stop. They keep going on and on and on. You're encountered with them all the time. Well, it would seem as though you're encountered with them all the time that you wouldn't know how to handle them. Not so. You know, especially if you're talking about addictions to porn or drugs, those things are going to be a little bit harder to handle, but you're going to have to figure out how to handle them. And we'll talk about that in a second, how to handle them. I'm just kind of giving you a basis, um, examples of some of these sins. And so those are the sins that are constantly with you. I don't care where you go. They always knock at your door. Come see me. Come play. Come play. You know what I mean? I have a friend that calls it uh, playing with the devil. You know, the devil is calling you to come out and play. And some of us do go out and play. We be like, hey, okay. So we have to really be cognizant of those things. But this, guys, is all a part of the transformation process. But if we don't see it as a problem, if we don't prepare ourselves, then we cannot do what? We cannot transform. Maybe you have um, a sin of like temptation, excuse me, of like on the job or influence. Maybe you're up for a promotion. And so maybe, you know, your promotion depends on if you're going to fix those records in your job for your employer. There are some people who don't do, who have proper practices in business, ethical practices in business. And so if you are one of those people that don't mind fixing documents a little bit, they don't mind promoting you because you're going to make sure they're straight. That's a sin. That's a temptation. Because you're doing something, you're basically cheating on something. You're taking opportunities and probably taking money and things like that that's not yours. And you're allowing that that need. You want that promotion. You want to be a person of influence. And so whatever you have to do to get there, you're going to do it. The same thing with a lot of the Hollywood stars and the things that they're doing to get ahead. You know, they're sleeping with people. They're doing stuff that they normally don't do um, because they're trying to get to a destination. Not realizing that God is the one that God can take you to that destination that you that he so desires you to be. But because us in our impatient human nature, we want it now. We want to be seen now. We want the opportunity now. And we don't want to wait because we want everybody to see who us see me, see who I am. Okay. Um, what else do I have down here? Do I have any other scenes? Okay. I don't think I have any other sins on my paper. So now let's talk about things that we can do to help us with our sins, with our temptations. Again, we're talking about transformation and you guys aren't really experiencing change. You aren't. And I have a responsibility as a leader as God's appointed to make sure that I'm really explaining how this thing works. So the first thing is stay spiritually alert. We have to stay close to God. Okay. We have to, like I wrote, I think I did a post yesterday. Maybe I didn't seek his presence and filter your decisions. Staying spiritually alert, watchful, because we know that we have these things that we battle with. 
We can't just keep using the excuse, oh, I'm only human. Oh, that's how God made me. That's only going to work for so long. Okay. Now, does God love us? Will he forgive us? Absolutely. But we can't just sit there and use it as a crutch to sin. Oh, I'm just, I had, I had a friend once <clears throat> and this person was a person who habitually sinned. Okay. And you know what his excuse was? Well, God is gracious and he's merciful. I'll just ask for forgiveness and I'll just do it. And literally I would be on the phone with him and he was like a person, like a God person for real. He'd be cussing and asking the Lord to forgive him. He'd be doing some stuff that he got to ask the Lord to forgive him. And it would do it like five, six, seven times a day. But he's abusing it. And I don't I don't know that God's mercy runs out, but I know that it's not set up for you to just do whatever you want to do and keep asking for forgiveness. Because guess what? God knows your heart. He's the one who judges the heart. And so he knows the true intention and what you're doing. So, but we have to stay spiritually alert. We have to understand what areas that we are tempted in and we have to know to set up boundaries beforehand. So if you are a person that can't control your body and you want to have sex and you're not married and you're just dating, then you're going to have to figure out what to do. So you're going to have to set boundaries and you're going to have to tell that person about those boundaries. I was just talking to one of the um, young girls that I kind of mentor. And she's in the process, she's, you know, in a dating process. And I told her, I said, you have to set up boundaries. Don't let anybody come back to your house, period. And let them know that when you first, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> let them know that when you first start talking to them, let them know that this is what you're going to stand for. And this is not what you're going to stand for. Have that standard because that standard is going to help with your temptations. So if you're talking to a guy, if you're talking to a girl and you say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. Then they already know. So will they try? I'm sure they will. But they're going to know. And it's going to be easier for you to say no because you can remind them of what you said in the beginning. So if you know that you're going to have this problem, go on your date. You guys go your separate ways. Is that much easier said than done? Absolutely. I don't want to get into it. I'm just glad I'm married because I don't want to have to deal with it. I've already dealt with all that. Okay. But if you know that you have these things and you know that God has a plan for you, you can't interrupt God's plan because you want to have sex. You just can't do it because it's going to interrupt something. It's going to take something not only out of you, it's going to take something away from your relationship with God. Is he going to always be there? Hands reached out, ready to receive you? Absolutely. But I promise you, you're not going to be okay. And it's going to take something out of you. And you're going to have to deal with the aftermath of that sin, especially if he doesn't call you the next day. So you have to stay spiritually alert, watchful, close to God, staying in prayer, which takes us to our next one. Pray before, during, and after you are tempted. So if you are staying close to God you are, and you are being watchful, you're going to see it coming. You're going to know that when she comes to town, it's on. Okay? And so watchful. Uh, I know she's coming, but uh, I got to make sure I'm prepared for her. Okay? And so when we are tempted, when we're talking about pray before, during, after, that means, Lord, I'm presented with this sin, this thing I want to do, and I need you. I don't necessarily have the strength to maintain on my own, so I really need you, okay? During. Lord, I'm about to do this, and I didn't change my mind, and I know what you said, but I cannot do it because my human nature is taking over, and I just can't do it. Okay. And I don't even know what to say, but I'm sorry. And you just do it. 
All right. And then after the Lord, oh my gosh, why did I do that? I knew I wasn't supposed to. I tried, but I just can't. It doesn't matter. You are trying. You are trying to say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I am having a hard time with this thing. Lord, every time I open up my email, I see a naked lady and I need your help. Please help me because I'm going to look at this naked lady. I might not look at her a half hour, but I'm going to look at her a good 10 minutes. Okay. Be honest and open. Talk to him. He knows what you're dealing with. He wants to help you. Guys, it's very, very hard. I don't have a pornography addiction, but I know some people who do. And I mean, it has wiped their marriage out. It is wiping them out and it is literally draining them mentally, physically, spiritually in every kind of way. It's hard. Okay. It's easier said than done. And that's why you have to do go back to the first one. Stay close to God. You have to stay close to God because that's the only way you're going to overcome these things. Third, perfection won't happen on this side. Guys, we are not going to be perfect on this side. I'm sorry. We're just not. So everybody who walk around like they poop don't stink. Oh, baby, it does. Because you're not going to be perfect. Not on this side. Because we're incapable of it. We're incapable. The Bible talk about is not one righteous, not one. Okay. Can we strive for it? Absolutely. But honey, nobody is without sin because the Bible talks all about that. Okay. And even if the Bible didn't talk about, mm -mm -mm, we all have that one thing that keeps us from being perfect. What is yours? And you're not going to tell nobody. Okay. We got them secret sins that don't nobody know about and you're going to take it to the grave with you. And so when you walk around like you're just, no, it's not happening. And so when you understand that, You understand how to approach things just a little bit more different. Again, I'm not giving you an excuse to sin, but I'm trying to, for the people who carry that guilt of sin, I'm trying to help set you free because some people have done some, I call them big sins and I think they all sins, sin is sin, but some people have done some big old sins and they're walking around guilty because of what was done. But guess what? The same way God forgives our little sins, God forgives our big sins. The most important thing is not to continue doing what you're doing. Fourth, know that God forgives and does not remember. He throws it in the sea of forgetfulness, guys. You ask for forgiveness and he'd be like, don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. Okay. So that's freeing. But again, not to take advantage of it, but know that he loves you. And that's how you love a person. You didn't did all of this raggedy stuff and I'm still blessing your raggedy behind. Yes, that is God's love. And that's who he is trying to get us to be, to have his love. Okay. And then fifth, remember the pleasures of sin is temporary. Guys, don't do it because it's temporary. Yes, it's going to feel good in the, in the moment. But what about the aftermath? What do you have to deal with? Who do you have to answer to? You have the answer to God first and foremost. And I don't know if y'all ever been convicted. And if y'all haven't, I pray that y'all get a piece of conviction. It does not feel good. You hear me? I have been convicted about some stuff. And I mean, I was so sorry. So remorseful. I felt like I had just did some ultimate huge sin. Okay. You don't want God to get a hold of you. You don't want his wrath to, to come upon you. You don't want that. All right. My grandmother used to always tell me, you do not want the wrath of God in your life. You know, she's scared to sin all out of us. So 
But she was right. And you don't. Because I have been disciplined. And I ain't talking about no little discipline. I have been disciplined by the Lord. And I mean, he kicked my behind. And it was embarrassing. It didn't feel good. And oh, I don't want to even talk about it. So, don't allow sin and temptation to create a barrier between you and God. He wants to empower you to overcome it. That's transformation. Him empowering with you. Small baby steps. So, I'll talk about pornography for a second. Um, actually, my business partner is doing a fast for men. And that's some of the things that they're working on during their fast. No por- pornography, no masturbation. They're not having any women at their houses. They're in all these things because he's really trying to help these young men who have these battles. So we'll talk about pornography. So say... You um, you watch pornography and you're like a five day a week pornography person. So when we're talking about change, when we're talking about transformation, Lord, you see where I'm at with this pornography. And believe it or not, women have um, issues with pornography, too. I have a young lady that I used to mentor and she had a very, very bad problem with pornography that went into um, masturbation that went into a whole lot of things. Okay, so people do, women do deal with it as well. And so it's, Lord, I have this addiction. I like it. It feels good. I don't want to stop. However, I'm living my life for you. And I'm trying. But I cannot do this on my own. And so with that prayer, you begin to do what? Look in the word of God, okay? about what it says, about temptation, and you go over to, I think it's Corinthians, I'm not sure, um, no temptation has seized you, but what is common to man, but um, when you are tempted, God will prov- always provide a way out so that you could stand, okay? Those kind of scriptures and things like that, and I'm sorry, I'm, 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 I'm quoting it, but I don't know exactly where it's at, but I believe it's in Corinthians somewhere. And so know that when you are tempted, God always provides a way out. Whether you are watching that porn and you can get up and you can go outside and start cutting the grass or you can go for a ride or you go take a shower. God always provides a way out. It's up to you to take it. And so you reading that, getting that in you and asking the Lord, you know, this time, if you're a five day a week porn person, okay, Lord, I'm having a problem. Today is really bad. Yesterday, I was okay. You help me. Today, I need you to help me. So maybe the Lord will just take that desire away because the Lord can do that. Just take it away. Cause a distraction. Maybe the phone will ring. Maybe somebody will call you and then that'll be an hour-long conversation in your mind. Bam, is on something else. So maybe you've had two good days. Then maybe the third day, man, I done did good for them two days. I got to watch it. I got to see it. Okay? But then you start to feel that conviction because you know that God has been blessing you to overcome those past two days. So now you're like, you know what? I'm sorry, Lord. I know I failed. You know, help me. So now you're at the fourth day, the fifth day. You okay. So now you got about a week going good. But then, dagnabbit, you was outside and some women walked by and you seen all that butt and boobs and it just woke something up in you. You want to check your emails, guess what's in there? Classy. You want to play? Okay. 
And so when you constantly give those things to God, allow him to work in you through prayer, through scripture. Um, if it's bad, get an accountability partner. One of the things that my business partner did is they have accountability. So they meet every so often and they talk about, okay, this happened, that happened. So last week, one of the guys said, man, I messed up. I slept with somebody. So they talking about it. What could you have done differently? How are you going to fix this for next week? So at some point, you may need an accountability partner if you truly want to change. We're talking about change and transformation. This is why transformation is not taking place in nobody's life because nobody is really willing to do the work. How many of you really want to get on the phone with somebody and say, I'm about to sin? Nobody wants to do that. But if you really are serious about the things of God, if you really want to change, if you really want to transform you, because again, remember, transformation takes place in the heart. Okay, and if you really want him to transform you, then you'll do the necessary work. But without that necessary work, you're not going to change. You're not going to change at all. And so um, I urge you to just begin to identify the areas of temptation in your life. The scripture says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing. That means everything in me. Love you, Lord. And I want to do it. But my flesh is oh so weak because it feels so good. Matthew 26 and 41. Okay. That's not what the scripture said exactly. I'll read it correctly. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew 26 and 41. And so when you have that information, guys, it takes away your excuse to sin, takes away your excuse to be in that continuous cycle of sin, it takes away all of that because you have a God in heaven who wants to help you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to show you how to overcome and how to get past these things. Guys, these are the things that are hindering your growth. These are the things that stops God's hand. God is going to bless you. Do not get me wrong. But if you think that he's just going to consistently bless you and give you everything that he intended to give you, and you're functioning in the life of sin, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. You might get some of what you want, and you're going to be unhappy and miserable inside, and you're going to be a hot mess. All because you had things in your life that you refused to change. Because you didn't want to, because you don't know what it's going to feel like. It. I don't have a husband. I don't have a wife. So I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. It's your choice. But know that you are going to pay for it. Know that it's a cost. You are free to make whatever decision you want to make in life. But you are not free from the consequences that come with that decision. And I'm going to stop on that note. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for my listeners. I thank you for my viewers. I thank you for the people who are watching the replay. Father God, we all have been tempted in many ways, Lord, some more than others. Father, whatever our temptations are on today, whatever the things that we struggle with, those sinful deeds in the dark, Lord, whatever they are, oh God, Lord, we give them to you right now, oh God, because Lord, we know that only you can stop them. Lord, we know that we have created patterns and habits in our minds, oh God, and it wants to hold on to them, oh God, but you have come to set us free, oh God. So, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would just work in us, oh God. Lead us in the path that you have for us, oh God. And help us stop, Lord, the things that are displeasing to your sight. And we ask all these things in your name we pray. Amen. 
So that is it for today, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for your support. Please um, visit Amazon, get my books, The Courage to Dance Again, Finding Purpose in Your Pain, Poetry's Love Song, Naked with My Heart, Seven Days to Spiritual Oneness, and Naked with My Heart Prayer Journal. All available on Amazon. So please support me if you are able to. I look forward to working with you. If you need me, please inbox me because I am here. Thank you so much. You guys have a blessed day. If you would like to know more about me, please visit my website, www.loveariston.com. You can also find me on social media, Facebook, Ariston CM, or Instagram and Twitter. I'm so Ariston. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to grow.